Chapter 8 Against the World For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. 1 John 5, 3-5 We know that there have been great battles where nations have met in strife, and one has overcome the other. But who has read of a victory that overcame the world? Some will say that Alexander was its conqueror, but I answer that he was not. He was himself the vanquished man, even when all things were in his possession. He fought for the world and won it, and then notice how it mastered its master, conquered its conqueror, and lashed the monarch who had been its scourge. See the royal youth weeping and stretching out his hands with senseless cries for another world that he could ravage. In outward show he seemed to have overcome old earth, but in reality, within his inmost soul, the earth had conquered him, had overwhelmed him, had wrapped him in the dream of ambition, and had bound him with the chains of covetousness, so that when he had it all, he was still dissatisfied. Like a poor slave, he was dragged on at the chariot wheels of the world, crying, moaning, and lamenting, because he could not win another. Who is the man who ever overcame the world? Let him come forward. He is a triton among the minnows. He will outshine Caesar. He will outmatch even our own Wellesley, Duke of Wellington, if he can say he has overcome the world. It is such a rare thing, a victory so prodigious, a conquest so tremendous, that he who can claim to have won it may walk among his fellows like Saul with head and shoulders far above them. 1 Samuel 9, 2. He will command our respect. His very presence will awe us into reverence. His speech will persuade us to obedience. Yielding honour to whom honour is due, we will say when we listen to His voice, "'Tis even as if an angel shook his wings." The Christian overcomes the world. It is a tough battle not one that the weak and soft might win. It's no easy skirmish that he might win who dashed to battle on some sunny day, looked at the enemy, then turned his horse's rein, and daintily dismounted at the door of his silken tent. It is not a battle that a raw recruit will win, who puts on his uniform and foolishly imagines that one week of service will ensure a crown of glory. No, it is a lifelong war. It is a fight that needs the power of all our muscles and a strong heart. It is a contest that will require all our strength if we are to be triumphant. If we do come off more than conquerors, it will be said of us, as Joseph Hart said of Jesus Christ, he had strength enough and none to spare. It is a battle at which the bravest heart might cower, and it is a fight at which the bravest man might shake. If he did not remember that the Lord is on his side, and therefore whom shall he fear? The Lord is the strength of his life. Of whom shall he be afraid? Psalm 27 1. This fight with the world is not one of main force or physical might. If it were, we might soon win it. However, 
it is all the more dangerous from the fact that it is a strife of mind, a contest of heart, a struggle of the spirit, and a strife of the soul. When we overcome the world in one way, we have not even half done our work. For the world is a proteus, changing its shape continually. Like the chameleon, it has all the colors of the rainbow, and when you have gotten the best of the world in one shape, it will attack you in another. Until you die, you will always have fresh appearances of the world to wrestle with. We rebel against the world's customs, and if we do so, what is the conduct of our enemy? She changes her aspect. The world says, That person is a heretic, that one is a fanatic, he is a hypocrite. She grasps her sword, puts frowns upon her brow, scowls like a demon, girds tempests around her, and says, The man dares defy my government. He will not do as others do. Now I will persecute him, slander, come from the depths of hell and hiss at him, envy, sharpen up your tooth and bite him. She brings up all false things, and she persecutes the person. If she can, she does it with the hand. If not, then by the tongue. She afflicts him wherever he is. She tries to ruin him in business, or if he stands forth as the champion of the truth, then she laughs, mocks, and scorns. She lets no stone be unturned whereby she can injure him. What then is the behavior of the Lord's warrior when he sees the world take up arms against him, and when he sees all earth, like an army, coming to chase him and utterly destroy him? Does he yield? Does he bend? Does he cringe? Oh, no! Like Luther, he writes, Sedo nulli on his banner. I yield to none. And he goes to war against the world if the world goes to war against him. The true born child of God cares little for man's opinion. Ah, he says, let my bread fail me. Let me be doomed to wander penniless over the wide world. Yes, even let me die. Each drop of blood within these veins belongs to Christ, and I am ready to shed it for his name's sake. He counts all things but loss, so that he may win Christ. Philippians 3 8. That he may be found in him. When the world's thunders roar, he smiles at the uproar while he hums his pleasant tune. When her sword comes out, he looks at it and says, Just as the lightning leaps from its thunder lair, splits the clouds, and frightens the stars, but is powerless against the rock covered mountaineer who smiles at its grandeur, so now the world cannot hurt me, for in the time of trouble my father hides me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle he hides me and sets me up upon a rock. Psalm 27, 5. So we conquer the world by not caring for its displeasure. Well, says the world, I will try another style, and this, believe me, is the most dangerous of all. A smiling world is worse than a frowning one. The world says, I cannot smite the man down with my repeated blows, so I will take off my metal glove, show him a fair white hand, and I'll ask him to kiss it. I will tell him that I love him, I will flatter him, I will speak good words to him. John Bunyan well describes this Madam Bubble. She has a winning way with her. She drops a smile at the end of each of her sentences. 
She talks much about pleasant things, and she tries to win and gain favor. Oh, believe me, Christians are not as much in danger when they are persecuted as when they are admired. When we stand upon the pinnacle of popularity, we may well tremble and fear. It is not when we are hissed at and ridiculed that we have any cause to be alarmed, but it is when we are pampered on the lap of fortune, when we are nursed upon the knees of the people, and when all people speak well of us, that woe is unto us. It is not in the cold, wintry wind that I take off my coat of righteousness and cast it aside, but it is when the sun comes out, when the weather is warm and the air is balmy, that I unguardedly strip off my robes and become naked. How many people have been made naked by the love of this world! The world has flattered and applauded him. He has drunk the flattery. It was an intoxicating drink. He has staggered, he has reeled, he has sinned, and he has lost his reputation. As a comet that flashes across the sky, wanders far into space, and is lost in darkness, so is he. As great as he was, he falls. As mighty as he was, he wanders and is lost. But the true child of God is never so. He is as safe when the world smiles as when it frowns. He cares as little for her praise as for her disapproval. If he is praised, and it is true, he says, My deeds deserve praise, but I refer all honor to my God. Great souls know what they merit from their critic. To them it is nothing more than the giving of their daily income. Some people cannot live without a large amount of praise, and if they have no more than they deserve, let them have it. If they are children of God, they will be kept steady. They will not be ruined or spoiled, but they will stand with feet like hinds' feet upon high places. Psalm 18, 33. Scripture This is the victory that overcometh the world. 1 John 5, 4. Sometimes the world becomes like a jailer to a Christian. God sends affliction and sorrow until life is a prison house, and the world is its jailer, and a wretched jailer, too. Have you ever been in trials and troubles, my friend? Maybe the world has come to you and said, Poor prisoner, I have a key that will let you out. You are in financial difficulties, I will tell you how you can get free. Put that Mr. Conscience away. He asks you whether it is a dishonest act. Never mind about him. Let him sleep. Think about the honesty after you have the money, and then repent at your leisure. This is what the world says. But you say, I cannot do that thing. Well, says the world, then groan and grumble. A good man like you locked up in this prison. No, says the Christian. My father sent me into need, and in his own time he will bring me out. But if I die here, I will not use any wrong means to escape. My father put me here for my good, and I will not grumble. If my bones must lie here, if my coffin is to be under these stones, if my tombstone will be in the wall of my dungeon, then I will die here rather than so much as lift a finger to get out by dishonest means. Ah, says the world. Then you are a fool. The scorner laughs and passes on, saying, The man has no brain. He will not do a bold thing. He has no courage. He will not launch upon the sea. 
He wants to go in the old beaten path of morality. Yes, so he does, for in this way he overcomes the world. I could tell of battles that have been fought. There have been many poor young women who have worked and worked until their fingers were worn to the bone in order to earn a scanty living out of the things that we wear upon us, not knowing that we often wear the blood, bones, and sinews of poor girls. That poor girl has been tempted a thousand times. The evil one has tried to seduce her, but she has fought a valiant battle. Stern in her integrity, she still stands upright in the midst of poverty, fair as the moon, clear as the sun, and terrible as an army with banners. Song of Solomon 6.10. A heroine, unconquered by the temptations and enticements of sin. In other cases, many men have had the chance of being rich in an hour, and affluent in a moment, if they would only clutch something that they would dare not to consider, because God within them said, No. The world said, Be rich, be rich. But the Holy Spirit said, No, be honest, serve your God. Oh, the stern contest and the manly combat carried on within the heart! But they said, No, even if I could have the stars changed into worlds of gold, I would not, for those globes of wealth, reject my principles and damage my soul. And thus they walked as a conqueror. Scripture This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. 1 John 5 4.